Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the great state of Texas. Just a little shout out to all my friends that are at the March for Life in D.C. There's going to be a march in the uh, Texas area, in the Dallas area this weekend. There's going to be a march here in the Central Texas area next weekend. So welcome to the Texas Values Report. All my March for Life friends that are out there just giving you a Facebook shout out of our weekly radio show. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my connection to the life issue. Not that there's only one, but really where a big part of it got started. It started long before that, as a matter of fact, but one of the really main flashpoints, if you will, or a turning point, if you can call it that, or solidifying point, a major thing that happened in my life that relates to the pro-life movement. You're going to want to listen to the rest of this show because that's just my little teaser, but I got some really good stuff to tell you about because it not only changed my life, but it changed somebody else's life and saved somebody else's life. And we're going to have a live update from the March for Life from our good friend, Lauren Musica, who was an intern with me at one point, a law student, a law graduate now, and she leads the group Sidewalk Advocates for Life. She's from the North Texas area, but she's in D.C. staying bundled up, but getting her legs moving and her voice out there for the life issue. And I have marched in the D.C. March for Life before, and it's quite extraordinary. And so, but thanks for joining us this week for the Texas Values Report, because we got a special guest today that's going to be on the show. State Representative Matt Schaefer, who hails from the Tyler area, is going to be our guest today. And we're going to talk a little bit about the legislative session about the Freedom Caucus. We've got a new speaker, some of the principles and things that are going to come up this session. I know we're going to talk about the life issue because he is a strong life advocate. So welcome again to the Texas Values Report, Representative Matt Schaefer. Welcome, sir. Jonathan, thank you for having me on. It's, it's a privilege. Well, look, you and I have got to spend a lot of time together over the years working on important issues for faith, family, and freedom. You have been a leader yourself in starting and leading the Texas Freedom caucus. Your voice has just gotten stronger when it comes to issues that you and I care about. And so look, I, you know, this session presents some new dynamics. We have a new speaker, but we have the same governor, if you will, the same lieutenant governor, a couple of different members in the Senate, but a lot of freshmen, a lot of new members in the Texas House this time around. That's right. Uh, there's a lot of new beginnings in the Texas House. But, you know, I, I can't go far without talking about that life issue, because from a legislative priority uh, perspective, the pro-life plank is at the top of the list for the Texas Freedom Caucus, as I know it is for, for many other conservatives. And once again, Texas has to keep that issue in the front, uh, you know, out there. We cannot take a single day off in the fight to protect innocent lives. Yeah, well, look, and you know, you and I have spent a lot of time working on the life issue. I know as a you know, as a lawyer, as a law graduate yourself, you appreciate the impact that law and public policy has on the life issue. And I'm just going to put up a little picture here. You and your wife here from your website. So people see who we're talking to. State Representative Matt Schaefer is our guest today on the Texas Values Report. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you're absolutely right. The life issue, it's one of the most important things that Texas Values does. There are three pillars for Texas Values. Religious liberty, marriage and family, and life. And look, if we don't have life, we don't have anything else. Well, and there's much work uh, left to be done in the state of Texas. We're in constant court battles, as you know, over funding for Planned Parenthood with taxpayer dollars. Uh, we need to go after our cities 
who are using local tax dollars to fund Planned Parenthood clinics. We have a glaring, huge loophole in Texas law that allows late-term abortions for babies with fetal abnormality. That, that is something that is just abhorrent to me, that we would ever allow a sick person, a person who, who potentially has physical deformities or even a life-threatening uh, condition to be killed intentionally by a doc, no due process, no voice, no lawyer, uh, no way to be heard. We have got to stop that abhorrent practice. The, the hands of a doctor are for healing and for comfort and for care, not for killing. But that is still the case, unfortunately, in too many instances in the state of Texas. And so we're actually behind some states on that, Jonathan. We, we don't lead the country on every aspect of the pro-life cause. And so we can't get complacent. We have another opportunity to become even more pro-life in the state of Texas. Uh, and we've really got a lot of work to do. So don't let anybody out there think that you shouldn't be talking to your state senator, your state uh, representative about what they're going to do to advance the pro-life cause this session. No, you're absolutely right. And look, I mean, Texas is seen as a leader. And, and if people didn't see this last night, there was a breaking update from the Federal Court of Appeals. Texas has been in the process of not allowing taxpayer dollars to be used through Medicaid, through Planned Parenthood groups here in Texas because of some of the awful things that they were doing. Really, I mean, the, the you know, the allegation is that they were manipulating certain abortion procedures in order to harvest fetal tissue uh, for research, or I don't know if they were going to sell it, whatever they were going to do with it. I mean, in our opinion, they broke the law by doing that. So the, the trial court ruled against them, and we didn't agree with that. The Attorney General's office took this case to the Court of Appeals. Court of Appeals agreed with Texas and said the trial court made some mistakes on this issue and took away the right of Planned Parenthood to continue to get this money. So right now, the money's going to be withheld from them. We're going to see what happens in the trial court. Major development, but it's just another uh, example of when we stand up and do something right, maybe we're going to have to fight a little bit longer in the courts on some of these issues, but we can win. We can, and, and I honestly believe, Jonathan, that we, we're not losing ground on the pro-life vision in the culture. I actually think that we've gained some ground. We've still got a long ways to go. But technology lets us see more of what's going on inside a mother's womb when that baby is developing. We know more about what's happening with the biological development of that baby in the womb. We know more about when that baby feels pain. We know, we can we can let people hear that heartbeat. Boy, when I first had my our first child, I you know, I, I kind of knew what an adult's heartbeat was like and what that sounded like, but I didn't realize that that, that baby in the womb, it's got a really fast heartbeat, you know, like 140, 150 beats per minute. I mean, it's really fast and it's so, you hear that and it just, it strikes you. You know that there's a human heart that's involved, but it's not just the human heart of that baby. It's the human heart of that mother, of that father, of the extended family. When, a, when an abortion takes place, there's more than one heart involved. And I can tell you, I can talk to female doctor who, who was post-abortive herself, who now has a ministry uh, helping women recover from the effects of abortion, the, the emotional uh, trauma that, that comes with that, where they, they have gone through that and carried that pain with them through their whole lives. There is another heart involved, the heart of the mother. And we have to realize that abortion is not health care. It is no, not. That's a good point. Look, I mean, you know, and if you're on social media or wherever you are, the hashtag today is why we march. And there's not just one march. I mean, there's one big march in D.C. that's happening this morning. It's happening today. We're going to get updates from the, the march in D.C. Um, later today. Our team is not there because the Texas legislature is meeting and we've got some important work we're doing along with representatives. 
Representative Schaefer on pro-life issues and others. And so they've already started their business. So we're not there today. We've been there in past years, but there are other marches. There's one in Dallas. There's going to be one in the central Texas area. So there's a lot of opportunities if you don't make the D.C. march, but it is the biggest one. It's happening right now. So support people that are there by uh, on social media using the hashtag why we march. And you just gave some great reasons, Representative Schaefer, of why we march. What we're seeing new in the legislature, we have a new speaker. He seems to have a solid record on the life issue. Is that what people should expect to continue moving forward in the House with Speaker Bonin? When I met with Dennis Bonin uh, before he became the presumptive nominee for, for Speaker, it was the number one issue that I looked him in the eyes and asked him, where were we going to be on the pro-life matter uh, in the Texas House? Because in the past, we have had a speaker who pushed it to the back, who, who made it so that the clock would run out potentially before we could get any pro-life legislation passed. We had to, we had to fight to get pro-life bills to the House floor. And he looked at me and he told me, he said, Matt, we're going to pass our pro-life bills and we're going to do it like we're proud of it because we are proud of it. And Dennis Bonin, to his credit, has had a stellar re- voting record on the pro-life issues. He supported my uh, measure the last two sessions to close that loophole uh, for late-term abortions for babies with fetal abnormalities. So I I have a high degree of confidence that we have a chance to do some great pro-life things uh, this session. Now, I'm going to stop right there, though, and put an asterisk, because we don't have the Republican majority as strong as we did in the years past. We had 95 Republicans in 2017. In 2019, we only have 83 Republicans in the Texas House. And so we are down in our numbers. So we now are worried about some Republicans who, who may be soft on this issue. Their, their spine may not be stiff when it comes to these difficult pro-life votes because of the uh, voices back in their districts that, that are pro-abortion. So just because we have a Republican majority and just because we have a pro-life speaker, we still have to count the votes. We still have to have 76 members vote in favor of any measure. Well, and, so and, and look, margin. no, that's right. And we're talking with State Representative Matt Schaefer. That means that anyone that's on the Texas House, whether you're Republican or Democrat, and there are some Democrats that vote uh, pro-life, you got to stand together. Everybody's got to show up for these votes and be together. And before we lose you in this segment, I want to uh, connect these issues a little bit too, though, on another issue. We know a lot of the reason why people are involved in the life issue is because their faith compels them to stand up for the less fortunate, the vulnerable, like unborn children. And so we know that a a big underscore, if you will, is making sure that we have constitutional protections for free speech and religious liberty. And that's a big reason why people are able to be in a position to connect with other people about the life issue. And I know that's something you care about as well. It is, Jonathan. But as you know better than anybody, perhaps, those freedoms are under attack. There have been bills filed already by Democrats in the Texas House that would knock big holes in our religious freedom when it comes to saying, okay, in in your place of business, can you hold out as someone who believes in marriage between a man and a woman? Can you hold out as someone who believes that, you know, sexual activity was designed by God for a married man and woman? Is that even acceptable in the business world now? And and so uh, we're seeing cities that want to, like Austin, that want to pass these ordinances. So we have got some work to do to defend religious liberty in the state of Texas, and we need a lot of wisdom and a lot of 
courage and a lot of help in that fight. Well, and you know, what's interesting too, we're seeing when it comes to these battles, even the issue of, of whether or not you defend life, we saw that in a religious liberty bill that was passed last session to make it clear that adoption and foster care agencies do not have to refer girls to get an abortion uh, that may be in foster or adoption care because the parents or the adults that are involved do not support abortion. So we often see the life issue too get caught up in some of this. And we see pro-abortion groups teaming up with groups that are involved in the anti-religious freedom movement, the sexuality movement as well. So there's this coordinated effort from a whole host of groups on that side of things. They don't defend life. They don't stand up for religious liberty. They want to change definition of sexuality. And so it's encouraging to see that the more we can stand together. A prime example of that is the Texas Freedom Network, which is a rabid anti-Christian organization by its own mission statement. Its goal is to go after the religious right. It was founded by Wendy Davis. Uh, excuse me, by uh, no Cecile Richards. Cecile Richards, founded right. by Cecile Richards of Planned Parenthood fame. So you see the pro-abortion people working with the anti-Christian uh, organization, and, and and that's 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 what you have to call them is anti-Christian. Well, look, so we've got our work cut out for us, but there is a Republican majority in the House. There is a close to Republican supermajority in the Senate. There's a Republican governor, and I should say, there's a pro-life governor, a pro-life lieutenant governor, a pro-life attorney general, and it should be a pro-life majority in the House. I think those numbers are there, and a pro-life majority in the Senate. So when it comes to the life issue, the the backdrop and the platform seems to be strong. Now we just people got to engage with their elected officials to remind them the importance of it, and let's go get some good work done. Amen. It's time to get to work. Let's get her done. All right, State Representative Matt Schaefer has been with us today. He served our country honorably in the military as well. I didn't mention that because we know each other so well. I don't go through his bio so much. We thank you for that. Your service now in the Texas House. We look forward to working with you soon. State Representative Matt Schaefer, thanks for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Jonathan, thanks for being in the arena, man. You bet. Oh, it's always great to have some insight from our state representatives. We're two weeks into the legislative session, and so you need to sign up for our email alerts, okay? Go to txvalues.org to get our email alerts. I forget what the text number is. 797979. Is that right? 797979. Text to that number, TX values. Text TX values to 797979. You'll get signed up for our text message alerts. Sometimes things are happening so quickly, we need you to send you a text message so you know now's the time to call your elected official to light up the phones, if you will, and get their attention that there's an issue you care about when there are big votes. Look, we're going to have to be uh, really working to defeat a lot of stuff this session. Okay, a lot of liberals think they got some momentum from the elections. They're filing a lot of stuff that targets religious liberty. It targets uh, Christians and a lot of the the things that we believe in, people that believe marriage between a man and a woman, a whole host of things. I want to talk about the life issue, too, for just a minute before we're going to have Lore Musica is going to come on in just a minute and give us a live update from the March for Life in D.C. Lauren's a great friend, a Texan herself. She worked under me as an intern for me many years ago. I don't take any real credit for what she's doing now. I gave her a little bit of guidance, but she came to a lot with the table. There's no doubt when it comes to the life issue, she is one of the strongest advocates and really someone who gets things done. She leads a group called Sidewalk Advocates. And they do tremendous work to save lives. So she's going to give you a live update. I just want to share with you, though, today on this March for Life Day nationally, something that happened to me on the life issue. 
So, and you've heard me probably reference it at times, maybe if you listen to the show regularly, but once upon a time, I was in law school many years ago, and my goal was to learn the law, particularly constitutional freedoms, free speech, religious liberty, the whole host of those things, so I could be in a position like I'm in now, to advocate for people so they could stand up for these issues, to advocate for pastors, for individuals, for people on college campuses, for people in churches, people out in the public square. So they knew that their voice was protected when they talked about their Christian faith, when they talked about the issue of life, that they know what their rights are. My goal was to be in a position to defend those people, to be their lawyer. I did not expect to be in law school and have the fight in my time, if you will, and somewhat, while it wasn't professional, it had a legal and policy uh, connection to it. I didn't expect it to start then. I thought God was going to allow me to prepare myself and then get more engaged in the fight. Now, look, I was pro-life. I was helping lead a pro-life group, but I just figured my function was to talk with people about the issue and educate them while I prepared to be involved in court cases. But the fight came to us, okay? The University of Houston, one of their dean of students at the time, was not allowing our group to have the same constitutional rights as other groups. Other groups, pro-abortion groups, were allowed to do things that our group was not allowed to do. Okay, we tried to have an event on campus. The university put restrictions in place and made decisions that certainly seemed different than the way they were treating other groups that were pro-abortion and even other groups that were not even involved in the life issue. So what's a good law student to do when the university restricts your constitutional rights? We sued them, okay? But I didn't go to the law school with that intention. So that's why I'm trying to set that up for you. My goal was to prepare to be the lawyer, not to be the client, okay? So it happened a little bit quicker than I expected. And honestly, it was a little much, okay? Some of our members were threatened that they were going to get kicked out of school. Everything they had worked for, including myself, I paid my way through undergrad. I worked almost full times at times, okay? All of that was on the line. But that's why I was there. So, so be it. And honestly, they scared so many members of our group. There was only one member left, and that was me. And I'm not exaggerating, okay? That was it. It was myself was it. I was the only member of the group. So if I had let the group disband, the lawsuit would have gone away, and we would have lost the opportunity to stand up for life. We didn't. Alliance Defending Freedom came by our side. I saw it through, even though it was very tough at times. I mean, feeling like I was public enemy number one at my university and law school. But we won. But the real victory came when we had our event because we talked with a lot of young people. And one of them was a pregnant student who was being forced by her boyfriend to have an abortion. After meeting with us, after meeting with us and getting information she didn't have before on the baby developing in her womb. All right. And look, it still gets to me 15 years later. She made a decision and she told us that she was going to protect the baby in her womb and protect that life. I. I don't know what happened to her after that. I can only tell you what she told us then. But from what I know, we saved a life that day. That was worth it. If one life is saved, it's worth it. So I want to encourage all my friends out there that are at the March for Life that continue to be a voice. We have a tremendous opportunity this legislative session to do things on the life issue, on religious liberty, on the sexuality issues, a whole host of opportunities But it matters so much. And we have tremendous opportunities. We've got the people in place that say that they stand with us on this issue. So now it's time to do it. It's a little bit different in D.C. Now you got Pelosi now as speaker. 
and you've got all these millions of dollars that Planned Parenthood gets, the largest abortion provider. We're going to try to close some of those loopholes as much as we can in Texas. And we need you to stand with us on this. Go to txvalues.org. Sign up for our email updates for the legislative session. We're going to be at the Capitol every single day of the legislative session. No exaggeration. We'll be there every day fighting for the issue of life as well as religious liberty, marriage, and family. All right. We're going to welcome Lauren Muzika and talk about what's happening at the March for Life. Hey there, Jonathan. This is Lauren Musica with Sidewalk Advocates for Life National. I am calling you live from the National Mall here in Washington, D.C. for the annual March for Life. The excitement here is palpable. It is so inspiring to see, I mean, upwards of 200,000 young people, I mean, people of all ages that are out here standing for life. We've got people from all over the nation. I am seeing the Texas flag, signs of Nebraska here, Alaska, Hawaii. People internationally come to this event because they're so inspired by what's going on in the United States and the pro-life movement. You know, we just did a couple of radio interviews this morning. We're letting people know that there's just so much hope here in the pro-life movement. It is so tempting sometimes to be discouraged after 46 years of legalized abortion, but we We know as people of faith and conscience that we are not people of despair, but a people of great hope who know the story of the cross. But even then, the statistics are on our side. You know, we are at the lowest abortion rate since its peak in 1991. We have seen dozens upon dozens. I mean, it's amazing. So many abortion facilities have shut down record numbers just in the past few years. Pregnancy resource centers, pro-life, life-affirming. Pregnancy resource centers now outnumber abortion facilities more than four to one. And those of us who are engaged in sidewalk advocacy, who build peaceful teams of abortion facilities to reach out to abortion-bound women and men, we are seeing record numbers of women choose life on the sidewalk as we offer them real hope and help in partnership with those local pregnancy resource centers. So again, even the statistics are on our side. They're, you know, for, for people who've been engaged in this fight longer than, frankly, I've been alive, they're saying that they've never seen anything like this before as far as the momentum goes, you know. It's a long time coming. We're going to keep going until, again, no more children die, no more women cry. We're going to keep at this until Roe versus Wade is overturned. And just kind of one point of advice that I want to give your audience today, we need to be prepared for when Roe versus Wade is overturned. You know, especially now with Justice Kavanaugh on the bench, all of us are looking at the Supreme Court, and we believe that it's absolutely possible for Roe to be overturned. Of course, first we put our hope in God, but we truly believe that law follows culture. And as the hearts of the people change, we see that reflected in government. And so, you know, we're looking at the balance of the Supreme Court, and it is possible that we could get the right case and that Roe could be overturned. But what a lot of folks don't realize is that that doesn't mean that abortion is just illegal in the United States. It's just sent back to the state. And then it becomes a state-by-state battle. So you and I need to be prepared to be witnesses in our state. And that's why I'm so thrilled, Jonathan, with the work that you do in Texas. Texas is a trendsetter state. Texas is one of the most pro-life states in the country, and people look to Texas as an example. So you and your team, all of the great work that you've done in partnership with other incredible pro-life legislative affairs groups and everything, you know, the laws that you're passing today are a witness to the other states that are working hard to get those same laws on the books. So anyways, I, I just want to share with everyone, if you weren't able to make this event, I mean, first of all, you got, you got to put it, 
in your agenda sometime, you know, coming out to January or coming out to the March for Life here in January, you know, if you can get out here and it's just a realization that you are not alone. We are not alone in this fight. And uh, I hope that everyone is encouraged knowing that there are so many people here. You can barely move in the crowd. Um, So we're going to be a witness to the streets of Washington, D.C. I'm proud to represent Texas here. Uh, besides my, the national ministry, Sidewalk Advocates for Life that I lead. And uh, we're just looking forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do as people of faith and conscience continue to stand up and speak up. So thanks, Jonathan, for having me today. And uh, know that you're in our prayers and we carry you with us here in Washington, D.C. Wow, what a great update from Laura Musica, our great friend from the state of Texas who's in D.C. today at the March for Life. She is a pro-life warrior and she's going to continue to gr- do great things. We're happy to have a relationship with her, and we hope she's safe on our way back. And look, if you want to call in or if you want to engage with us on these issues, go to our website, txvalues.org, to learn more about the work we're doing for religious liberty, marriage, and family. I Look, I have worked with Lauren for years, and she does tremendous work. And look, if you want to get a live feed of what's happening on the March for Life, I'm just going to hold up the Facebook page. Go to the March for Life Facebook page If you want to hear some of the great speakers, some of the information that's being exchanged, I'm told that Vice President President Pence is a part of the event one way or another. And that's like a whole segment I got to get into about what happened with his wife. Now she's teaching at a Christian school. The fact that the vice president, and I think that President Trump engaged at some level last year. Uh, Look, I went to the March for Life in 2008, I believe, or if it was 2009, I forget the year, and got to hear uh, some audio from President Bush at that time that was streamed in, if you will. Man, what a presence that march has. So tweet right now, hashtag Facebook, why we march, and make it almost impossible for the media to black out this event, because that's what they try to do, okay? They try to ignore it. There are hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know how many people are going to march, 200, 300,000, what the numbers are, but they continue to grow every year. And you heard Matt Schaefer talk about this. I mean, the culture is swinging back. I don't know what the numbers exactly are. Excuse me. I'm hearing they're about 50-50. That's an improvement, because for many years, that was not the case when it comes to people that consider themselves pro-life. But look, look, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but there's still around 50,000 abortions every year in the state of Texas, okay? And, and that number's been cut significantly. It was about 80,000, 85,000 six or eight years ago before some of the pro-life bills were passed and, and a lot more effort on some of these movements. Look, what laws pass do have an impact on what people do, okay? As I was told in law school, the law is a teacher. There are many people that will base decisions in their life based on what the law allows them to do. So for them, the fact that abortion is legal— tells them it must not be wrong. How could it be the taking of the life if the the courts allow you to do it? Okay, and, and I'm not giving people a hard time for that belief. I can understand why people, to some extent, why they come to that decision if they're not aware of some of the information that I know and other people know. I'm just trying to impress upon you what the law is and says does have an impact on what many groups and hundreds, thousands of millions of people do. So if we have laws that protect life, it sends a message that life has value, that there should be some dignity there, and that we have every right to protect it. So if you're out there or wherever you are and you want to engage in this discussion, hashtag why we march. And maybe you're marching today. Maybe you've marched in other days. Maybe you want to march in the future. Maybe you've never marched. You're If you are a part of this movement, you care about this issue, you're a part of the we, okay? Don't feel like just because you're not at a march or something that means... You know, that you're not a part of this movement. No, 
Hashtag why we march. We is the pro-life movement is anyone that cares that's been touched that includes women that are that are post-abortive as sensitive and as difficult as that may be at sometimes your voice is important as well go to txvalues.org stay engaged with what we're doing the legislative session is full is in full swing but that also means we need your financial support go to txvalues.org make a tax deductible donation today and we'll talk to you next time on the texas values report